0: You're listening to the Plain Label Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Plain Label Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Zelag, and along with me is my good friend and co host, Eric Angelica Williams. Hello. In this episode, we are concluding our look at the Daniel Craig, oh, at Daniel Craig, sorry, and his films as Bond with Skyfall Inspector. That didn't go well. Sorry. Before getting into our discussion, we would like to mention that we are proud members of the Deliberate Noise Network. Go to deliberatenoise.com and check out some of their other shows that are over there. Angelica, <laughs> drink roll call time.
1: What's really funny is I don't think I don't think that you've met her, but one of my wife's good friends' name is Angelica.
0: I just, every time I think of Rugrats, like I will <laughs> never not think of Rugrats when I hear that
1: name. Uh I'm having, since it's a Bond movie, I figured I would go with like a martini, right? No. I went with no. vodka, though, so I got half of it right. Uh I'm going with a strawberry lemonade and vodka because I'm what's known as a manly man.
0: You know what? If you're comfortable in your drink choices, then you are a manly man. I am.
1: It's, it's light pink, and I don't care because it has booze in it, and <laughs> it tastes delicious.
0: <laughs> you know, I had one of those, like, white elms. We were yes. at a concert, and they don't serve, like, hard alcohol. They just, like, served that thing in a can, and I was like, this is going to be bad, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't drink many of them. It's almost like that. Apple cider stuff that you drink, and you're like, "Oh God, if I have one more of these, my I'm gonna throw up." But exactly. So anyway, we're on the
1: same wavelength. What are you having on this uh, on this Wednesday Eve? A tall glass of water.
0: So this is kind of a fun pun. In honor of Skyfall, I'm drinking a burning sky.
1: Ooh, that's is good. That close? That'll work. Yeah, that I like that.
0: <laughs> I I got them this weekend, and when I was like. Hanging out at my house by myself, I don't care. And I was watching Brave. Yes. And drinking that because it's Scottish. Uh
1: huh. And I felt a, like really it's
0: really the moment you're having a
1: burning <laughs> Skyfall. That's what it's called.
0: Yeah, I yeah. like it.
1: Oh, I like that too. Okay, so that's uh, so that's what we're having to drink. Let's kick off our discussion of the latest two Bond films with our first one. It is from 2012, and it is called, like we've been saying several times, Skyfall.
0: Skyfall. It's gone
1: You both know what's at stake here There isn't much road left Take the bloody shot
0: What do you say about a man like that? Three months ago, you lost the drive containing the identity of every agent embedded in terrorist organizations across the globe. 007 reporting for duty. Where the hell have you been? Enjoying death. I only have one question. Why not stay dead? There's no shame in saying you've lost a step. with new MI6. I'm your quartermaster. You must be joking. Also PPKS 9mm short. It's been coded to your palm print so only you can fire it. Less of a random killing machine, more of a personal statement. Q? 007. I want to meet your employer. How much do you know about fear? All there is. not like this.
1: Not like him. Just look at you, chasing spies England, and my sex. She sent you after me, knowing you're not ready, knowing you would likely die. Mommy was very bad. The two survivors, this is what she made us. Everybody needs a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection.
0: When Bond's latest assignment goes gravely wrong and agents around the world are exposed, MI6 is attacked, forcing M to relocate the agency. Yep. These events cause her authority and position to be challenged by Gareth Mallory, Ralph Fiennes, the new chairman of the Intelligence and Security Committee. With MI6 now compromised from both inside and out, M is left with one ally she can trust, Bond. 007 takes to the shadows aided only by field agent Eve, Naomi Harris, following a trail to the mysterious Silva, Javier Bardem. He's so cool. <laughs> Whose lethal <laughs> and hidden motives have yet to reveal themselves.
1: <laughs> I thought it was okay until the end and then it really went off the rails there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is Skyfall. This is the, uh, the first Sam Mendes directed uh film in the series sam mendes do you know who sam mendes is mrs z leg
0: um sean mendes's brother
1: <laughs> i love that that's not gonna age well that joke but i do I do like that so he is the director of the uh much maligned now but at the time very popular american beauty he was the director <laughs> of road to perdition
0: and uh, that was okay
1: he oh you didn't like that movie how dare you <laughs>
0: It was slow. Uh,
1: he did Jarhead, Revolutionary Road, Away We Go, and then he did Skyfall and both of our movies today. So he also directed Spectre. So anyway, really? so he, he, uh, he did those movies and he used to be a theater director. And so when he was announced, it was a little bit of like, you know, internet kerfuffle about, well, can this, former theater guy do like a big bond action movie and that sort of thing because
0: people on twitter know way more about movies than people who actually make movies
1: absolutely that's the, way that, <laughs> that's the way that it works so that being said what did you think did you guys go to the theater to see this or what was your first introduction to skyfall and then what did you think on the revisit
0: we did actually um when did we do the sean connery bond movies
1: uh let's see it was at, like around a december time so i'm guessing like December of 2016 ish.
0: Okay, so I just wanted to make sure because th- I'm pretty sure this was the first Bond movie I ever saw. Oh, okay. With Skyfall.
1: Well, yeah, because and- this this came out the year that we started the show. So. Okay.
0: Yeah, I guess that's yeah. crazy.
1: Isn't that a long? Isn't that sound weird?
0: It <laughs> makes me feel even older than I already feel. I know. Can um- you
1: believe that we've? This is our sixth year of doing this. God, I
0: can't believe that I put up with you for so long. What's so
1: funny is, and this is a complete tangent, but I remember thinking, like, I don't know. I don't know if Cruz is going to be able to do all of this uh, watching (laughs) and and then talking. Like, I didn't know if we were going to be able to, like, find days that worked and stuff.
0: I'm still not sure.
1: (laughs) Because if you recall, like, we didn't really hang out before we did the show for a while. You remember that? Uh
0: yeah. There was a some ex boyfriend stuff going on.
1: <laughs> there was like a there was a void for a while. And yeah. Then... I mean not
0: for for me for boyfriends. I upgraded <laughs> immediately, but
1: <laughs> oh, just throwing all of the shakes. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> that is really good. Um so <laughs> so yes yeah, so then once uh we decided once i decided i was like huh maybe i should just do a show and i was like who would i want to talk to movies about i was like oh well cruz would be ridiculous
0: i know there's a drunken bitch somewhere that would be kind of funny sometimes <laughs> if
1: i could just get her to sit
0: down and watch the whole movie
1: it's like look i know she's gonna take lots of shots at being funny i'm sure some of them are gonna hit <laughs> so who's gonna machine gun the most jokes oh i bet Cruise would do it
0: just like throw them all at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what I've been yeah, doing. Yeah, you know what? And and one of the, uh, yeah, we were we were both in much different stages of our lives when we first did this did this show. Agree. When Skyfall came out, and uh, we have photographic proof of when we first met mm-hmm. early on too. Oh, Maybe God. I should put that on Instagram one of these days.
0: Maybe you shouldn't.
1: <laughs> it <was> much different. <laughs> it was a much different time
0: different times those are different times
1: different times so we're talking 2012 so skyfall you went and saw it in the theater and what did you think when you first saw it because it was your first bond you said which is kind of a kind of a an interesting one to start with because it's a little like bond history heavy
0: right i mean i did not get like doing this rewatch now um i got a lot more out Mm -hmm. of it because i'm like all right, I mean, sure. Sure, I guess this is his house, and I don't know who this lady is yelling at him. I guess they've
1: been <laughs> friends for a while. Yeah, so, what's Judy Dench's deal? Like, right, you know, right. Just leave him alone.
0: um no, I really did like it. I remember, like, you know, making some sort of Home Alone joke, but, um, <laughs> like, I, I thought it was really good, and um, re-watching it, I think I was, like, I thought for some reason that the house scene was, like, a huge part of the movie, but it's, like, the last 20 minutes. Hmm. So I just kept waiting for that. And I'm like, oh, man, that's not for a while. But um, I did enjoy it, and this is easily the best um, intro song. So Oh,
1: yeah, I have that exact note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's really what I got for you right now.
1: Okay. So I hadn't seen it until watching it for this. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was one where... I watched Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. I keep wanting to call it Quantum Leap. Uh, quant-
0: it, let's just do. Let's just call it yeah, Quantum. Quantum Leap.
1: Leap. It's uh, it's where uh, Sam Beckett is in the body of uh, Daniel Craig.
0: Oh, geez.
1: and anyway, so and M is Ziggy. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Uh, that is really weird. So I. Uh, saw this came out and saw the trailer and you know the trailer is of course the the scene from the beginning and the train kind of blows up in half and then he's adjusting his uh his suit and so i was like oh you know this looks good and then it it shows in the trailer where he's like falling off of the bridge okay and they talk about how he basically doesn't have it anymore like he's over the hill and I'm like, God, they're really aging him, like in a couple of movies, because, you know, two movies ago, it was his first mission. And then yeah. now he's like lost it, basically. Oh,
0: I, I have some thoughts about that okay. also.
1: And so it, this was, for whatever reason, just I didn't make the time to go to the theater and I didn't make the time to see it. And I was always kind of like interested in seeing it. And I heard that it was a big, important deal for one reason or the, <laughs> the other. And I was spoiler free. Like I didn't find out about the person that, uh, dies at the end, which we'll reveal here in a little bit, but I didn't realize it's Samuel that
0: Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah.
1: He comes in and then gets killed. <laughs> uh, so I didn't realize that that had happened until it happened. And I wasn't ultimately shocked really, but, but uh, I could see where that would be like a, oh man. Um, and so I thought that it was i thought it was quite good i thought that uh it does have the reputation of being the best of these four Um, okay and i think that it is a good film it is um this is my one complaint i guess it is a little bit of an ass killer because it's a long sit it really is and there's a lot of good stuff that's going on in there but man there for a while i was like all right i need to pause this because i'm really kind of distracted and uh Kind of looking around, like I need to kind of recenter a little bit.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just pictured you like squirreling around in your living room, like, "What was that?"
1: that <laughs> just like, just scared at every every sound. Yeah. Just, yeah, you know. Yeah. So anyway, so I liked it. Um, let's talk about the beginning here. I think that I put down that I I found that the opening sequence was really good. I like the fact that it's just kind of. Uh, the sort of Bond action trope that we see at the beginning of every Bond movie and it's always him being successful and I like that it for once didn't work the way that it was supposed to work Yeah. you know and things didn't go the way that they were supposed to go and it wasn't because someone was double crossing him or anything they just just didn't pull it off that time
0: yeah I also don't understand like if I'm on a train my first instinct course I'm not a agent in the British secret. I just want to get that out there. I just want to caveat that. But like my first instinct when I'm on a moving train is not to get in the giant crane on the moving train. You know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Which is weird because that is my first instinct.
0: (laughs) Really? To get
1: in the moving train.
0: (laughs) Well, it's almost like it got really close to me, for me, to an Austin Powers... Driving the steamroller. Uh,
1: yes, Yeah. It's yes. It's a crane,
0: and it's like inching forward. And I'm like, I get that you can use the shovel thing to like fend off bullets, but I was like,
1: <laughs> it was oh, moving man. quite slow. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And we'll talk about the Austin Powers thing a lot in the next episode or the next uh, movie.
0: Okay. Yeah. And are they are they calling her mom?
1: Okay. Amazing. Now this <laughs> this is uh this is some contentious stuff here because. In Quantum of Solace, he definitely says mom, and then he definitely says, um, like, ma'am. So he says, you know, typically if you're saying, you know, mom, it's like mum. Mum. And you say that a lot in, like, Luther or whatever, any sort of, like, British TV show, whatever woman's Luther. in charge. <laughs> Whatever, whatever woman's in charge of the like the police force or whatever, they call her mom often, right? M U M M U M, all right. I say it, mom. Maybe
0: not. Once again, not British.
1: Yeah, and but then so it's not real consistent because sometimes they'll say ma'am, which I don't think that I think that's an American thing. I don't think that that's a British thing.
0: I think that's a Southern thing.
1: Yeah. And um, so it, okay. it so it's not like it, it distracts from the film, but it is strange that he says that because every well, time you like hear someone, like and he says off, it too though. Yeah, I don't so, know. I, don't I mean, how- it
0: wasn't the the end of the world, but um, so yeah. And then my next note is: Are we supposed to pretend he's too
1: old? Okay, so how old in your mind should Bond be?
0: Like the. A central bond?
1: Yeah, like if you had to make a bond, how old is he?
0: He is like 35.
1: Okay, because I was going to say he's, for me, he's like late 30s to maybe early 40s.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that too, between 35 and 40.
1: Yeah, and so I don't know. I guess I can look this up right now. This is riveting podcasting but so Daniel Craig he is he just turned 50 years old now I will not for a moment pretend that he looks like he's 50 years old no because he's definitely not in the physical shape of a 50 year old he he does have uh the face of not someone that's like 20 you know yeah but but it's not like he uh i don't know it doesn't look like he's an old guy so was that distracting to you or were you like i don't get it or or what did you think about them saying that he was get he was like too old for the job
0: but i mean like what you said the first the first very first movie is supposed to be like him kind of cutting his teeth yeah. and then the next movie i'm assuming was like pretty close after that,
1: because we have, like, him going on a killing spree. Yeah, the next one's supposed to be, like, a straight continuation. Like, no right. time in between at all.
0: And then we fast forward, like, 20, 15 years? Like, I'm... To be fair, they didn't say how old he was when he started, but That's he true. seemed to be kind of whippersnapper-ish. Like, that was kind of the point. He was, like, a renegade guy that couldn't s- stop killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I don't know. It didn't, like... It didn't take away from the movie for me, but I was like, what are you guys trying to pull here? I wonder if it's like he signed on for two more films.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: yeah. they're like, Alright, let's just let's just wrap this shit up. Let's just start saying he's old and shit, and then mm-hmm. we'll have him like look old and then we'll do that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it is interesting because I I thought a lot of the same things that you're saying because it seemed like, well, wait a minute, he's he's just started doing the Bond movies. Like, what are you trying to tell him that he's too old already for? And why would you bring that up that it's like, no actor wants to hear, like, oh, you're too old to do these movies. And it it would be like someone that is in their, like, late 50s to 60s where you're saying, look, dude, you need to hang it up. Although I will say I think it is, I'm not sure if it's in the Daniel Craig Bonds, I think it might be, but I I do believe that they talk a lot about, or they at least mention that he knows that there's not a long lifespan for double O's. That there's not like a long, he's not like a double O, he's not going to be James Bond or he's not going to be Double O Seven for that long. So Daniel it's not, Craig saying this? Yeah. Well, Daniel Craig as the character is saying this okay saying like he knows that his lifespan is you know with all of his dangerous missions he doesn't expect to live a long time that kind of a thing
0: so, so maybe he's like quote unquote he's like football old
1: yeah 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 so they like, just like expires early he's you know, like kind
0: of they're like he's 29 is he gonna hang up the cleats i don't know <laughs> yeah.
1: he's like a running back old is what he is like yeah got a okay. lot of leg got a lot of miles on those legs
0: all right. I'm, that's what we're going to say. He's running back old. There we go. So
1: that. <laughs> Hashtag running back old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I like that better. There we, um, there we go. Let's see. My next note is um, M needs her own prequel spinoff.
1: Interesting. Like,
0: I would watch the shit out of that.
1: That would be really, I think that would be really interesting.
0: Because like, where did she come from? Why is she such a hard ass? Like, what happened in her past to make her like have the personality she does? Like, I would, I would watch that for sure.
1: And yeah, talk about an essential casting because, you've right? Gotta, that's you, what I've. Yeah, thinking. you've got to get someone that has the same sort of chemistry or the same sort of attitude that Judy Dench does.
0: Right? It wouldn't be like Catherine Heigl as <laughs> M.
1: <laughs> it's not Denise Richards doing a reprieve <laughs> from earlier in the bond series
0: no god who would it be would it be somebody british obviously
1: well i mean there's a few people that um that i've talked about in some pretty bad movies that i thought they were good like there was a in some of the i think it was the last pirates of the caribbean movie uh the girl that was playing like the not Kira knightley role uh, oh, okay. She was quite good. I think that there's a, a girl that, or a young lady that played in that terrible uh, Wachowski siblings uh, with Channing Tatum, Jupiter Ascending. It was uh, Tupperance Middleton.
0: That is quite a name. That's that a is, very British she, name, right? Was she is Salem Witch Trial person.
1: <laughs> and so she... So she was was quite good in that also. So I think either one of those would be a pretty good place to start. But I don't know in this sort of era that we're in, or or what have you. I don't know if, if uh, an M movie is going to carry like a if that's going to make you know like a summer blockbuster. I guess why I don't, if, I don't know if studios are into that because they're into either the the really really cheap movies or the really expensive movies.
0: So I mean, like, if you had like a Tilda Swinton, Swinton, yes, it would be like a character-driven movie. But if you had like Amelia Clark, it would be more of an action film.
1: Yeah, okay. And so the the two that I mentioned are, are definitely more in the Amelia Clark kind of okay. a ballpark. Okay, they're not uh, Tilda. Twitch is the is the her and Kate Blanchett are the two character actresses that I think of. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. So yeah,
1: I I do like, uh, I I really like that idea actually. I think that that's, that would be good. Uh, we mentioned, we mentioned the title sequence that I think was, is super good or the song. I thought that the title sequence like went really well with the movie for a change.
0: Yeah, it was so good.
1: (laughs) I was like, hey, it's not just a bunch of like half naked silhouettes. Yeah. It actually has something to do with something.
0: Yeah, I liked that. I liked it a lot. I liked the graves. I liked all the stuff.
1: Yeah. So. so, what did you think about this though? So the the whole pretense at the beginning is that Bond is dead, right? Right. He's fallen off this bridge and in, and somehow survived, which was freaking impossible. And I mean, it was just like they they went out of their way to show how far he fell.
0: Okay, it's fairly obvious that right before he got on the train, he talked to Marty McFly, who said oh. he was going to get shot, and he put on a bulletproof vest. I don't know why you didn't catch that. Well, update.
1: I also missed it when he said, oh boy, and then he <laughs> leaped out at the last second or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably what happened. So <laughs> so anyway, I just thought it was strange that you know they think that he's dead, they have just kind of rung, run him through, rung him through the emotional ringer, the last two movies. Yeah. With him being so hurt and then on this well, vengeance. You know,
0: the second one, not
1: much. Yeah. But. And then he, uh, and so I was just surprised that they didn't milk that no bond or bond is dead thing more. Like I was surprised they didn't do anything about like, you know, saying, well, you're the next 007 or you're, you know, 008 or whatever it would be. And they didn't have any of that sort of stuff in there. And they had him kind of in Mexico where he's got the scorpion and all that sort of stuff. So many shots. Yeah, but they had him in there. <laughs> so many shots, yeah. And they had him in there, but he was only there for maybe like three or four minutes of screen time. And I'm like, what is the – like they just kind of half that. And I didn't really like that because even though the movie was long, I just didn't get that – you're gonna fly this whole crew or whatever. You're gonna do all of this stuff just to show like these two scenes that ultimately you could have done on a set somewhere. Or I don't know. Maybe they were done on a set. It just felt like a missed thing because it was so shocking to see Bond dead, and we have this we have this opening sequence that I liked so much, and then it's like five minutes, and he's like, "No, no, no I'm fine, actually. I'm."
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. So they could have like. Well, I mean, the the kind of inciting incident started without him there. So yeah. he had to stop back and break into M's house. Um, I guess I, guess I was,
1: just wanted them to, to have a harder time, and then he was the missing piece that came back.
0: But that's not what a double O is about. You just, like, replace, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you figure it out, like, they're not supposed to mourn.
1: Yeah. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I just don't have that. I'm just not so cold-hearted as you.
0: Well, figure it out.
1: <laughs> I wanted some more emotional connection, I guess.
0: I get what you're saying though. Like I, I also wanted him to see the that shit was going bad and have like a god, do I really want to come back? Mm-hmm. Kind of a deal. Like I know he looks in the mirror, but I mean he could just be thinking, God, I look really nice.
1: <laughs> My eyes are looking super blue right now. Right,
0: right. But like, you know, having to decide like where he takes out his passport or his fake gun or whatever the fuck he has and then like has a, like a little moment of like this has been the worst you know or so hard to deal with do I really want to hop back in there but then he like makes a decision so mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying give it a little bit mo- just a little bit more time
1: yeah I don't know I, was just, I guess everything that I knew about this movie was about that beginning sequence where he looked like he had died. And so I just kind of, I guess in my own expectations, thought the rest of the movie was going to be like his coming back to life kind of a thing. And it kind of is because they have the sort of deal where he can't, you know, his aim is all off and all that kind of thing.
0: And he totally aces the test back.
1: Oh, yeah, where he fails the shit out of it and they're trying to pump him up and all that, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So I thought that that was interesting. What did you... uh, What did you make of the fact that our villain, who you had already said looks gross, right? He's
0: gross.
1: What did you think of the fact that we waited quite a long time before we saw him? Because we have all of this, like, uh, think upon your sins, which I thought that that was, I liked that. (laughs) Where it kept, you know, just giving you the same sort of stuff over and over without saying, oh, hey, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what did you think of him overall, and that the way that that character was set up and then written?
0: Um, I don't mind not knowing who the bad guy is mm-hmm. for an extended period of time. Like it doesn't really, um, you know, like bad shit's happening and you kill henchmen. I mean, like it's if you think about it, it's like um, you know, kill this bad guy, but then there's a bad or bad guy, and then there's a better bad, bad guy. So. Then, you know, we meet the baddest one in this film, I guess. Um, And we'll get into, I have a thought about the next movie, but um, we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, my note was, (laughs) this is when he's in the, um, after the whole, you know, shooting the apple off the head kind of a deal or the shot glass. Oh,
1: with the scotch and stuff.
0: Yeah, where he's in the cage in jail. yeah. And um, first of all, he's, like, touching his Daniel Craig's thighs while he's, like, saying really weird monologuing bad guy shit to him. Mm -hmm. So I was confused about that. (laughs) So I said, he's weirdly sexual, and his face kind of looks plastic. Oh, my God, put that shit back in.
1: Oh, yes.
0: So it was, like, right at that time that I was like, oh, yeah, like... Oh my gosh. You're talking about so, the, where
1: he's all disfigured and stuff right? Yeah,
0: and he takes his like entire half of his face out yeah. and it makes that click clacking noise and oh. I'm like, "No. No." Yeah,
1: that was bad. That was that was rough. I mean, I thought it was it was rough in that it was really effective.
0: It was 100% effective and <laughs> I I totally understand. I was like, you know how the best villains are you understand like why they're doing what they're doing? I'm exactly. like, I fucking get it. That's yeah. fine. Yep, go ahead and do what you need to do, sir.
1: Yeah, I like the fact that it was like he was a version of James Bond.
0: Yeah, yeah. That
1: just had gone sour kind of a thing. Yeah. And he was completely within his rights to do what he was doing, it seemed. Because it's like, yeah, I would be pissed too. I get it.
0: I mean, I I wouldn't say he was, you know, there are
1: other ways to deal with... Absolutely not. You gotta... (laughs) What he did is exactly right.
0: Is exactly right. <laughs> but I, I mean, like part of that, I wrote, honestly, though, we just can't get away from these damsels in distress. This is just a oh, yes. thing that's going to happen where he's like, go do this. And I have to rescue you. And like in, in my, in my fucking M spinoff, yeah. that to be turned on its head. Every guy is going to be clumsy as hell and fall over himself. And she's going to have to clean up everybody's mess. Perfect. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: And then she's going to take advantage of them, and they'll be all scantily clad and all that stuff.
0: Obviously. 100%. (laughs) Why did you bring
1: that up? That is so clear. I will
0: personally (laughs) cast everyone in the film.
1: You'll be like, all right, here's what I need you to do. (laughs) Swimsuit. Put it on.
0: (laughs) everybody in swimsuits now
1: (laughs) and then you'll have somebody like uh javier bardem or you'll have albert finney be like am i in this movie no get out of (laughs) here
0: you're in you're in the next casting where we're doing full full bodysuit clothes eric's taking care
1: of that that's next door
0: yeah whatever go talk to him
1: There's a line of like three people, and you've got. Oh my God, Channing
0: Tatum's like, I'm not even British. I'm like, we will work with you.
1: (laughs) You're the you're the Jeffrey Wright character. You're the uh, (laughs) you're the American (laughs) CIA operative that's with them.
0: That's perfect. Yeah, there you go.
1: How hard could it be?
0: Right, it's going to be easy. So
1: you need Daniel Craig and uh, Channing Tatum to be together in the next Bond movie, which comes out next year. Next year, the the next James Bond movie.
0: That's the last one that he's going to do?
1: I don't know. I mean, you know, it's one of those where as of recording, well, I guess this comes out tomorrow. But they recently floated the whole, hey, wouldn't uh, Idris Elba be a good Bond? And everyone's like, yeah, we knew that like 20 years ago.
0: Legit. Right?
1: And I think that it's, it's almost to the point of just blatantly obvious that producers or whoever are leaking stuff like that to gauge interest. And then if it's popular enough, then they just make it happen.
0: Just make it happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, Idris Elba would be tremendous oh as a Bond because he's already, you know, he's already really good as a cop in Luther, Obviously, right? He's already got the walk that I one time tried to imitate and realized how foolish I looked. And he's also like, according to my wife, the sexiest man she's ever seen, so...
0: I concur with your wife, 110%. <laughs> like, Ollie would have to, like, I just want to hear him say, like, shake it, not stood, And I'd be like, God damn. damn.
1: <laughs> You'd be doing the sploosh. A callback yeah. to the sploosh.
0: If you like when the first time I watched Man of Steel, which, to be honest, wasn't a great movie, but every time he came on the screen, Brad was like, you're making, like, a weird noise <laughs> in the theater. Like, he would come on and I'd go, mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm, mm, so I feel like I'd have to watch the Interest Elba James Bond by myself. That's right. Is-
1: You're like, hey Brad, I'm I know it's not uh, opening day. I'm just gonna go to like the the Tuesday matinee.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna have hoping- to run out
1: the whole theater. <laughs> hoping to be the only one there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Because, you know, because that's one of the things that he doesn't do in Luther is he doesn't uh, have too many ladies that he that he uh Deals with like James Bond would,
0: and just the crazy redhead. Yeah. Um. The Alex. other thing that I like tangent-wise about what probably would bring to his character is kind of the Daniel Craig, where he's not super debonair. Mm-hmm. He would be more like he would be able to bring a lot of depth, but not a lot of su- suave to it. Yeah, and he's with, just, he's a little like, rougher. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But although he is quite the he's he's pretty smooth in The Wire.
0: Was oh, playing yeah. Stringer
1: Bell. So uh, yeah, I think you could do last. it. I think I, think, I think, however, you want to play it. I think what needs to happen is you can do a private casting sesh. You guys can run through several different ways that he could play More the drugs. role. <laughs> oh,
0: he could play the role. <laughs> yeah. back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, no, 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 this is just a screen test. I'm, I'm also an actress. So
0: <laughs> I don't really understand if we're going to be naked. Yep. Yeah. All the time.
1: It's
0: just nude Bond. It's a different <coughs> take on it. Anyway, sorry, we're getting off topic. So um, one of my new favorite characters in this film is Q.
1: Okay, you like the Ben Huisha. as and Q. And one of
0: my, I want to say, all-time favorite movie quotes ever, like not just this film, is when he says, "Well, I'll hazard I can do more damage on my laptop sitting in my pajamas before my first cup of Earl Grey than you can do a year in the
1: field." <laughs> nice. And
0: I was like, Because I drink Earl Grey every day.
1: Earl Grey every just, day. That's what. Earl it's, Grey that's the all trademark.
0: Every day.
1: <laughs> Coming in 2019, Rachel Z. I like. really
0: just liked it. So he, I like him as a character too, because he's like you're too young to be a uh, IT guy or whatever, and he's like, you're way too old to be a Bond. And so he, he gives it back a little bit. Yeah,
1: it is a nice compliment to, you know, we have the sort of dynamic between M and James Bond, and then he's a d- whole different kind of personality. Yeah, yeah, So I yeah, think yeah. That that's nice. I do like that, too. I do like that, too. So one of the other things that I thought is I liked what Javier Bardem was doing with, this character so whether it was his choice or whether it was the director's choice or the script's choice when i heard that he was going to be the villain i was like oh man it's anton Chigurh from no country for old men but he's a bond bad guy and then when you see him it looks i mean it, he looks nothing like that other character no and he doesn't play it anywhere close to the same and at first i was like oh wow am i gonna i don't know if i like this but then as it went and I kinda of got used to it, I was like, oh okay, I can see what he's doing a little bit here. I and still didn't like it. Really? See I ended up I ended up coming around to it towards the end.
0: I wonder if in his contract he's like, I will never play a character that has normal looking hair. Uh
1: like well, many. let's see. Well I guess I saw him in Mother not too long ago for an episode that'll be coming out in a few weeks and he looks pretty normal in that.
0: Okay, so it's maybe just those two. Because in Country for Old Men, he has, like, an old man Justin Bieber cut. Oh, he's got that,
1: yeah, he's got really stupid hair then.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are, like, the only, well, I guess I've probably seen him in something else, but he just looked, and I understand why, but he looked really fake. Like, it's very obvious that he doesn't have blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't really understand why, if you're a bad guy and you are really bent on doing something, why you would bother to color your hair Oh, I mean, it did.
1: It did make it look even more horrific when he had that whole face reveal thing. I don't
0: want to talk about
1: it, you know, because it looked like even more unnatural or unreal with yeah, that, that hair. Might, that might have been
0: what they were going
1: for. But that's kind of like a long. That's like a long way around that one scene. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, but yeah. So um, one of the other things that I had written down here was that uh, I kind of like that we have this guy that's, like, enjoying what he's doing, this bad guy. So it's not like, uh, oh, I need to take over the world, so I'm going to do this, this, this. I'm just going to be this sort of flat villain. Yeah. I like that he was just kind of like, you know what? She needs to pay for what she's done. I need my pound of flesh. But he's also, like, enjoying himself a little bit.
0: Yeah. I would say, like, in the next one, they're like, Doing this for the greater good, blah blah blah, yeah. and they're yeah. really serious about it. And this guy's more of a showman for sure, mm-hmm. and he's like having a good time with it, and like setting up these like really elaborate, ridiculous ways to try to kill people, right. and which is very Bond esque. That makes yeah. sense.
1: What did you think of the Kincaid character, um, Albert Finney's role, the old, very British gentleman, Albert? Finney. <laughs> okay.
0: So my only note on him is when he says, welcome to Scotland, (laughs) it immediately popped into my head that that should have been Sean Connery.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, that would have been perfect. I believe that's in the trivia about how they had tried to get him for that.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. he said, no,
1: thank you. Yeah, I think, well, remember when we did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he's been retired since.
0: I would come back for a Bond film, really? Yeah,
1: especially since that's the thing that made him famous right
0: they're like we'll pay you a ridiculous amount of money for like two scenes
1: there we go the role of kincaid was originally written with sir sean connery in mind they wanted him to come out of retirement make a surprise cameo there was discussion way way early on but that's problematic because it talks it says that it may take you out of the movie that connery is bond he's not going to come back as another character it's like he's been there so it was a very brief flirtation with that thought, but it was never going to happen because I thought it would distract, is what the director said. <laughs> so I guess that that would bring the whole discussion and of is Bond a title or is it a person?
0: Right, because like, otherwise, like, like, all Seven stuff. Right,
1: and which I was very I, go. Sorry, go ahead.
0: I kind of like it as a position.
1: I like it as a position too, and then when we get to the second movie, it's it's definitely him. Like, it's definitely a person. Right. Which I didn't care for.
0: Figure your shit out, guys.
1: So, anyway, so, so yes, um, we haven't really mentioned the end here, and this is spoilers, but what did you think of Judy Dench's M, uh, biting it at the end? <laughs> That's a polite way of saying it, right? He
0: always handles things with grace and <laughs> class. Uh, class. Um,. Well, one of my notes was, "Can you imagine being the people that bought that house?" Right? Did <laughs> they say that somebody had bought it and they're like clearing it out and getting ready? Like yeah. you show up and you're like, "What happened here?"
1: Anyway, <laughs> like, wow, this whole thing has been lit on fire. There's all these bullet holes everywhere. Right.
0: right? So, I mean, I mean, he totally went against protocol by just taking her out to this house, abandoned house, by himself. Yes. Like, supposed to do that? And she just lets him, because she's like, whatever, I'm old, I don't really care. Um, I just think it's, so, like, here's a weird thing, because he, quote-unquote, dies in the beginning, and everybody seems to be moving on with their lives fairly well, but then one guy is after one member of MI6, and then all of a sudden we're all, like, scrambling to save
1: her. Uh-huh.
0: So, I mean, because I personally love Judy Dench, I can get behind that. But, like, from a protocol standpoint, I would call bullshit on it if I were in charge. Mm. I'd be like, you risked your life, which is ridiculous. Like, you should have let her figure it out for herself. Um, that having been said, I don't think that he thinks of her as a boss. I think he thinks of her as a surrogate mother. Yes. So there was that involved. But he didn't, like... He's not super emotional because he didn't like lose a she didn't like Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet cry when she died. Um, that's the bar
1: I... that's been set.
0: You're not feeling any
1: feels unless that's unless you cry like that.
0: I defy you! So- like he was so upset. <laughs> yeah, obviously, he really was. 70, he has no fucking idea about life, but yeah. otherwise,
1: grow up and so shave like your it. face, Leo.
0: No oh, shit. <laughs> Go pluck those two mustache hairs that you have. Anyway, um, so I could tell that he, like, was upset. And I I don't know. Like, it didn't. I think they set it up that it wanted to affect me more than it did for some reason. I was just like, oh, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you because I was, when, like I said earlier, when it kind of came down to it, I was kind of like, oh, really? They're going to do this, huh? Yeah. Instead of, oh, no. You know, like I, I was thinking that I was going to feel more about it than I felt. And I think some of that is because it was like such an extended thing. Yeah. They're like, she- oh, they're in danger. Oh, they're in danger. Oh, still in danger. Yeah. No, she's okay, but she's wounded. And you're like, yeah, she's, you know, she's wounded and she's probably going to make it out. All right. Oh, they're going to kill her. Okay.
0: I mean, she's wounded and she's 107 years old.
1: Yeah. And you so, know what? You
0: know why I didn't feel it because they didn't have that extended scene at the beginning where she was really sad about Bond. That would have.
1: Right. Why didn't they do that?
0: <laughs> why don't didn't know.
1: they set it up?
0: It is a tough thing because <sighs> it's you want to show that there's emotion, but you also want to you know hope try to stay in a character of someone who's a spy who yeah. sees yeah. people die every day. So if he was falling sure. apart every time somebody died, he would be like a hot mess, and he'd have to quit. Which would also be a really fun Bond character. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, in therapy all the time.
1: <laughs> he just but. goes on, yeah, he'd go on, like, two missions, and that would be it.
0: Right. It the, he'd go
1: to one and go terrible. They'd try to talk him into being okay and doing a second one, and then he'd, he'd quit.
0: That's <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, anyway, that was, that was my thought on it. It was a bummer. Because I like Judy Dench, and I I thought maybe that she would like fake her death somehow, but that didn't happen. So
1: yeah, and and ultimately, I don't want to come down like that. The movie was lessened by that or anything like that for me. Like I thought that the movie was still really good. I think that it earns all of its reputation about being one of the better Bond movies that I've seen. Sure. And I think it looks gorgeous. That's one of the things that I we haven't really mentioned yet. But I think that it look it's just stunning to look at in some spots. Especially when he's at the beginning with that whole train sequence. Like, just to be able to pull that off is crazy, crazy yeah. technically good.
0: It, it was very, like, it, yeah, gorgeous is a good word. There were a lot that looked, like, just really picturesque, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, well, do you have anything else in your notes before we move on to our second film?
0: No,
1: that was it. All right. So before we move on to our second one, we should mention that we are also sponsored by Audible. For you, the listeners of Plain Label Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial. For this episode, our Audible recommendation is Live and Let Die, the second book in the James Bond series by Ian Fleming. The audiobook was narrated by Rory Kinnear, and it's just short of seven hours long. Normally, it would cost you $21, but you could get it today for free. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash plainlabel. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash plainlabel for your free audiobook. And our second movie that we're going to be discussing today, it is from 2015. It is the, as a recording, most recent James Bond movie. It is called Spectre. You had no authority. None. Mexico City. What were you doing there?
0: I was taking some overdue holiday. So what's going on, James? They say you're finished. What do you think? I think you're just getting started. Magnificent, isn't she? Zero to sixty in three point two seconds. Few little tricks up her sleeve. Do one more thing for me. What do you have in mind? Make me disappear. Tell me where he is. He's everywhere. You should go there. You're crossing over to a place where there is no mercy.
1: You're protecting someone.
0: Get away from me! Why should I trust
1: you? Because right now, I'm your best chance of staying alive.
0: This organization, do you know what it's called?
1: Its name is Spectre.
0: And do you know who links them all?
1: Me. Welcome, James. You came across me so many times, yet you never saw me. What took you so long?
0: Is this really what you want? Living in the shadows? Hunting? Being hunted?
1: Always alone? I don't stop to think about it.
0: It was me, James. Author of all your pain. A cryptic message from the past sends James Bond on a rogue mission to Mexico City and eventually Rome, where he meets Lucia, the beautiful and forbidden widow of an infamous criminal. Bond infiltrates a secret meeting and uncovers the existence of the sinister organization known as Spectre. (laughs) Meanwhile, back in London, Max... Yep. Denba... I don't know his name.
1: I don't know either. Max.
0: Max, the new head of the Center of National Security, questions Bond's actions and challenges the relevance of MI6, led by M. Bond... Convertly, covertly enlists Money, penny and Q to help him seek out Madeline Swan, the daughter of his old nemesis, Mr. White, who may hold the clue to untangling the web of Spectre. As the daughter of the Assassin, she understands Bond in a way most others cannot. Damn. Mm-hmm. As Bond ventures toward the heart of Spectre, he learns a chilling connection between himself and the enemy he seeks.
1: Yikes. Okay, so this is a movie that I will say I watched about 20 minutes of and just wasn't having it and so i turned it off one day and then came back to it and started it from the beginning and one of the things that i'll say right away is i liked so much of what i had problems with the second time i saw it i liked it so much better (laughs) and the first thing is the song so we have you know we talked about how skyfall is it was such a good song and how it fit really well with the with the movie and then when I heard this first song and it's uh I can't even remember what it's called now um
0: oh, Sam Smith
1: it's Sam Smith and it's a, and it's wall. a ballad yes, writing's on the wall, something like that
0: something like that
1: and uh and so the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, this is not like fitting what I'm seeing on screen at all. Yeah, because it's got all these like it's got all the sexy women. It's got this, uh, you know, with this whole specter octopus looking motif. And we've got this we've got all this stuff and we got like a shirtless bond floating around. And and, I was like, I don't know if this is working that well. And so then I watched it for the second time and I kind of appreciated at least the song a little bit more than I did the first time around. And I don't know that I still love that we're going with this real slow ballad in this movie, but it did feel, it did feel a little stronger the second time around, I guess. And before we get into it really, I thought it was interesting that this movie decided to return to the old setup with the Bond walking and then turning and shooting at the audience through the gun barrel and the blood yeah. dripping down like that's the i think that's the first time that we've done that at the beginning of, for uh, Daniel Craig Bond
0: Who who directed this one This
1: is Sam Mendes also
0: Oh it is okay Yeah
1: so same guy and so it that was a big thing to me that you know once i had got those 20 minutes in and then I had started rewatching it i was like okay so maybe this is a clue right at the beginning that we're going like old school Bond for this foreshadowing month. yeah yeah because it's like okay we're bringing back this beginning uh the the you know the traditional music uh the sort of bond theme and you know we're just kind of bringing all of this stuff back to the way that when you traditionally think of bond this is what you think of and i think a lot of that is uh some things that get parried parodied by the austin powers movies and they're yeah. sort of played as serious in this and so i think that Some of that you kind of have to go, okay, well, this is what we're doing. All right. Um, So I think a lot of, I think this movie really heavily depends on how willing you are to be okay with some kind of throwback Bond stuff.
0: Right. Cause like, wasn't there a Sean Connery Bond where like they, Sean Connery Bond, that's funny. um, Where they go to like a weird place in the desert and are like someone's guests.
1: Ooh, I don't know. That's pretty not specific for me, Cruz.
0: What are you talking about that's 100%
1: specific <laughs> where they go to the desert somewhere? I mean probably. We watched all of them, right?
0: No, they like go into like a like he's a guest in someone's house, just okay. like they're guests in someone's house and that the host is the bad guy.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, that sounds familiar.
0: Kind of lets him like f around for a little bit and then he's like, "Oh yeah, no, no, I'm going to kill you."
1: Yeah, that sounds like uh one of the ones with Blowfield and the whole stuff
0: it uh, might have been the shark
1: it could like, have been when he's uh like when they're when he's doing the skiing and stuff the like harpoon
0: that with the shark
1: yeah yeah, yeah that, that sounds right
0: so that you know th- that kind of made me think like old school bond also
1: yeah so i can see that well i guess overall had you seen this one before or was this the first watch for you
0: no i think i honestly think we saw this one in the theater too oh okay and I remember, like, walking away from it, to be fair. The first one I ever watched was Skyfall. Yes. And I remember walking away from this one going, well, oh, not great. Like, I just remember, like, not enjoying it. But on my rewatch this time, I enjoyed it more than I did prior. Yeah. So I don't know if it grows on you or...
1: Yeah, I think it, I think it's a interesting movie in that it kind of is up to your expectations I think because when I first had started watching it I was like okay this is coming off of Skyfall I really liked that Uh, I knew this was about Spectre I knew that this was about you know the organization him finding out who's been behind all this stuff and I knew that it had the uh, the Jew Hunter as the as the villain Christoph Waltz Christoph Waltz yeah and so I knew that he was the bad guy. And so I was kind of like, all right, this is going to be some intense stuff. And then I kind of wasn't really feeling it the first time. And then when I went back and watched it and just kind of watched it as a movie, instead of trying to like pick it apart, I was kind of like, well, this isn't that bad. Like, all right. I like kind of like this. I like this a little bit here, you know, and that sort of thing. So I think it depends. Like if you're thinking it's going to just keep escalating and going up and up and up from skyfall, I think it's easy to get disappointed by this movie, but I think yeah. it's okay. It's not it's not my favorite. I think it's for me it probably goes Skyfall, Casino Royale, this one, and then Quantum of Solace in how I'm much Solfus. I enjoyed them. But uh, but yeah, I thought it w- I thought it was pretty good for the most part.
0: Yeah, I did too. I thought it was okay. I thought it got a little long. Yeah. Like, he's like, we're not done. He, like, literally said that at one point.
1: The
0: <laughs> That's know, true. Like, oh, my God, I know. Figure it out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, this was the only one of these that I watched with Anel. And she was supposed to be doing uh, work stuff and was kind of, like, just, like, I would look over and catch her watching it.
0: Oh, okay. And I was
1: like, oh, I was like, I didn't think you were going to watch this. And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, all right. So she was kind of interested in it. I think maybe she's got a little bit of something for Daniel Craig, but that's not official. Um, uh, I will say that I really, really liked the Day of the Dead stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. I had just watched Coco. Oh, really? See, I haven't
1: seen the, the The girls have seen that, but I haven't seen that yet.
0: It's good. It's on Netflix. It's free. Oh, okay. mean, Netflix is $14 a month. But...
1: <laughs> and so what I liked about it is I, uh, and we'll have... You know, a couple of different songs playing us out of this episode, but I really liked this Day of the Dead sort of this, just this fun beat going through uh, this sequence, and I like the fact that they used something that was already going on and just went there and filmed with it. And so I'm so I'm sure some of this is is created for the film, but a lot of this is you know a festival that's already going on. Sure. And so I like that because if you look at just, like, the detail and the costuming and the depth of field and the amount of people that this would have been to stage and dress if yeah. they were all extras, like, it would have been ridiculous. So I just think that uh some of that, it's like, damn, like, this feels like a real thing. It feels like a real world that he's in. Yeah. And so I love the fact that, you know, he he's in, uh, which does make the, the poster confusing because, you know, he's up and he's in the sort of skeleton getup. And then in the poster, it's Bond in front, and then the skeleton get up in the back. And it's like, well, that's the same dude. Like, well, that's not telling me anything. <laughs> After you've seen the movie, you're like, that's, that's nothing.
0: You're just mad about it. Yeah. Just yeah,
1: come on. Who's designing these posters? Or uh, she
0: dresses up like a skeleton and, like, immediately bangs somebody. So. Well, he dresses uh, up
1: like a skeleton, and then she, like, does the slow, like, ooh, I'm going to seduce you walk. And he's already changed out, and he's like, I'll be right back.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and then he goes so- walking around.
0: So, like, I, you know, this is a real thing, but um, I wonder how they did the helicopter scene.
1: Because yeah. Because, like,
0: one of my notes was, that's actually really scary because where is that helicopter going to land?
1: Exactly. I think a lot of that had to have been CGI, like, the way that they do the Lord of the Rings CGI, where it's, like, a, some kind of... Lord of, of the Rings run- is CGI? It's a, <laughs> Where they do that, like, random scatter thing where it looks like people are all running away from a spot. That was
0: a documentary. That's a disappointing.
1: Oh, sorry. Um... So I really like that. I thought it was also just the dumbest thing in the world for a, a spy to have this blue laser light while he's trying to assassinate somebody. So he's he's gets up to the rooftop and it, it slowly oh, goes yeah. from the Day of the Dead song to the Bond theme, right? Yeah. And he's sitting there and they're like, uh, to our death or whatever. And he's like, bottoms up. And then he sits and... The the smoke, like, shows that his light's there. And I'm like, what are you doing, Bond? Like, he's, like, 30 yards away. Like, how could you miss him, one? And two, it never comes up again, which is disappointing. (laughs) Because it ended up not really mattering, you know? That whole sequence.
0: Yeah, but I mean, otherwise, like, how is he going to get... You know, get yeah, caught. I in mean, the it's chasing. the incident.
1: Incident, I get that, but and uh, but it I just it was like it. such a sloppy. Be- I was like, why are you using that laser light? That's so stupid.
0: <laughs> They're not cats. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go get it. Go get it, you stupid yeah. being. <laughs> and then one of the things that I thought was really um, surprising was that th- this movie had more comedy in it than I expected, because we have this James Bond. I'm a tough hard-ass parkour guy at the beginning of some of the other movies. Yeah. And here, he's, like, falling down this deal and, like, lands on a couch.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And I was like, oh, that's funny. I was like, wait. What? Wait, that's... (laughs) That's funny. We don't have any parkour. Right. Like, what's going on here?
0: I did like that, too. I thought that was, and it's, like, really ironic. And I think that's why they had to have it be funny, because, like, how else are you going to fall and survive if there
1: wasn't something, like, really ridiculous at the bottom? Yeah, and again, that just struck me as, like, very old-timey Bond. Yeah. To where that's the sort of stuff that you would normally see instead of this ultra-realism that they tried to do for a couple of movies.
0: Sure. I like
1: that. Yeah, so I th- I, th- I was like, okay, like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging this a little bit. And then we had, uh, oh, I put Monica freaking Bellucci, right? The wife who he goes to this funeral.
0: Oh, from the Matrix?
1: Uh, No, that's Carrie Ann Moss.
0: No, she's like the, she's in the Matrix.
1: I don't think so. Yeah, huh? Monica Bellucci?
0: The one with the long, dark hair?
1: Yeah, the one that is uh, very Italian. Oh, she is in the Matrix.
0: Suck. Wow.
1: Well, she's in the Matrix sequels. Does that even count?
0: It fucking counts. She's
1: Persephone. What the fuck? I don't even remember that character. Wow. I need to see that again.
0: Like, she's sitting at the table while that lady is an orgasm from the cake.
1: Oh. That's
0: probably why I remember
1: it. Whoa. Did that imprint (laughs) on you or what?
0: I'm like, what kind of cake is that? Who sells it?
1: Yeah. Where'd you get it? You're like straight up when Harry met Sally on that. The whole, yeah, yeah. I'll have what she's having. Um,
0: but that's the only other thing I've ever seen that lady in. So that's really, only, yeah.
1: Wow. See, that's what she'd be in. Well, I mean, that's, it says that that's what she's best known for, but I don't know. I just feel like I've always known who she was.
0: No, yeah. I, I immediately was like, Oh, matrix lady.
1: Huh. Well, anyway, the reason I wrote down Monica Bellucci was she's very, um, like when she has like her straight, she has like the straight long hair later at the at the house. Yeah, and I I wrote down that this looks like what my wife wants to look like when she's also fifty four years old.
0: Oh, <laughs> she's gorgeous. Yeah, because yeah. she's
1: she's got she's Italian, and my wife is half Italian, and so she's got the sort of uh, like general face shape, and specifically in this movie, like you could, there's a like a screen cap that I have from imdb pulled up that looks uh very much like my wife a little more out there <laughs>
0: my wife
1: yeah and so i was like look at this i was like look at this this looks like you and she's like god i fucking hope so I'm her age. so i had to make yeah. sure and mention that um so yes so i liked that bit i like the fact that she is like not a 20 year old little teeny bopper yeah That they finally have like this little bond Hookup scene where it's like an actual woman instead of this little girl that he's usually messing around with, like uh, whatever the freaking strawberry fields or whatever that Gemma Arderton from the what second is... movie.
0: I don't even want to talk about it. Or that tiny girl who's like trying to get revenge on her dad in Quantum of Solace.
1: Oh yeah, the little uh, what she's like Spanish or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she really was. She was like a little Barbie doll that that girl was.
0: Yeah, I was worried for her.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was worried for her. So I'm, I'm glad that they had Monica Bellucci. And uh, I was surprised that she didn't really come back. You know, well, whatever.
0: I mean, she played her part. She had sex with them and gave him information. Isn't that what every female well, is supposed she, to do well, in these doesn't movie?
1: really, right? They just, or do, do they have sex? I mean, they just kind of make out against that mirror. And then, oh, I guess it is implied that they have sex. Yeah. That's true. They just didn't really do uh, that. W- didn't make it as obvious, I guess, in a lot of the other Bond sequences. True, but I just kind of liked that it wasn't some twenty-year-old supermodel that was playing the sex object that it normally right. is. So Who'd I, been
0: I, married for like thirty years or something.
1: Yeah, so I kind of Super- like that. Well, yeah. Uh, then the next thing that I had written down here was. Um, you know, we have the whole Q stuff again, which I think is really good. I like the fact that he's just, he can't be bothered to get all dressed up and stuff. I love that he's just like half formally dressed and half just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just pulling this sweater out and See, I'm just like, rocking this.
0: He's the IT guy. He doesn't need to talk to people.
1: <laughs> That's right. It's like, whatever. As a fellow hider at the profession. I love I'm not that customer you service.
0: That. Get the hell out of here. <laughs>
1: so i i like that i think that that whole bit is is fun where he's talking about the stuff in his blood it's 24 hours or it's 48 hours
0: oh yeah
1: and he's saying uh oh no this is 009's car that's not your car
0: you can't have this
1: yes and i put down that this car is sexy as hell like i'm not a big car guy but I saw that one and was like, whoa, that is nice. I liked that one. What is it? An Aston Martin? Aston Martin. Yeah. That's his, uh, car of choice. Most of the, uh, most of his cars are Aston Martins. So I did quite enjoy that one. And then I was kind of disappointed. So we have, we have the, uh, let's see. Where do I want to start? So we have the, the Spectre boardroom. Let's start there.
0: Oh, where and, he's hiding. Up in the cram. yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So
1: he knows that he's going into this big sort of meeting, and it's all secretive. And I like the fact that he tells the guy basically to fuck off. Yeah, uh, because That's he cheap. has the ring, you know, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is so dumb. Like if you're a secret, like a secret group, why do you have a ring that you just wear? You just have it on you all the time, like displaying that you're a part of the secret group. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was gonna make some jokes, but I'm not gonna. I mean, make just
1: it. like put a big forehead on your, like put a big octopus tattoo on your forehead for crying out loud. It's <laughs> dumb, but anyway. So I like the fact that he gets into this place, and it's one of the first times that we real, really sort of see James Bond as being like overmatched and kind of overwhelmed. Yeah, because he's in there and he's not really sure what he's doing in there. He's not sure who he's looking at and
0: but he's sure that he's being secretive. <laughs> That's
1: right. Right? That's right. He's he's sure that he's like, you know, spying and nobody knows that he's there cuz he's thinking right. cuz he's thinking that he's doing a really good really good to his job. Yeah. You know. And we have the, you know, I think that it does a really good job with the lighting, with the way that you can't see you can't see Christoph Waltz's face for a while. I thought that was perfect. Yeah, and we have the sort of modulated voice when it comes through, and you're like, oh, man, this is like a scary guy, and all this sort of stuff. And we have the uh, the Game of Thrones-style execution from uh, Drax, or Dave Bautista.
0: Drax, you can call him Drax. Yeah.
1: Time. Which I thought he was really good in this movie, actually.
0: Yeah, he was good. Yeah. So scary I, as hell.
1: yeah he is he's a scary looking man for sure and he's he's an awesome twitter twitter follow also Oh really? Yeah cuz he's he was one of the guys that was saying if Disney doesn't uh, change their mind on the whole James Gunn thing he's just out he's not having any part of it anymore
0: Oh got it. I'll yeah. follow him on Twitter.
1: Yeah, he's good. So uh so I like the fact that we have all of these pieces put together and I I kind of come back to the fact that at first I didn't like the cuckoo at all. I was like, what is that? When he finally sees James Bond, you know, looks to the camera and says cuckoo. And I was like, what the fuck? Cuckoo? What kind of like (laughs) dramatic, like kind of dramatic line is that? But, you know, little did I know that John Logan and the rest of the uh, screenwriters had it. You know, they, they did the story grid. They mapped it out. (laughs) They had that they were going to have a scene later where they talked about birds and about how the, the cuckoo sort of takes over the nest and all that sort of stuff. Kicks out the, yeah, kicks out the other eggs or whatever. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. Now I'm with you. See. And, and so I did like that, but I could not help but think of Austin Powers in probably two or three different times. So when the, when the woman like basically introduces Christoph Waltz or <laughs> hasn't come out or something. She was like a splitting <laughs> image Pope of Vizna. the girl from Yeah. And I was like, oh no. Like they this cannot be by accident. Right? I
0: didn't I didn't pick up on that at all. Oh
1: God. Like it's a thing where like, once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it.
0: Maybe maybe I wasn't thinking like I was thinking more old school
1: James Bond than well, Austin yeah. Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, um,
1: I mean, I think know, that's you, the hope. I think the, the the downside is the risk of going and people are like, oh, wait, this is like Austin Powers. <laughs> you know, with the same. I didn't see stuff. anyone
0: shagging. Oh no, no, I did, but <laughs> well, I mean, you have the long table, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. At least nobody, you know, nobody's chair got bent backwards into a pool of
1: sharks or there something. No, Will Ferrell wasn't there.
0: We didn't have any of that. I'm very badly
1: burned. <laughs> But we didn't have that, but we did have a guy getting killed by another guy.
0: That is true. But that... so,
1: I don't know, I, I was like, oh, okay, I get what they're doing, but and I get that it's like a throwback-y, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know.
0: I wonder if they like they, like they did a test where they're like, does this remind you of any other movies? Like, none? Any other movies? <laughs> and if enough people didn't say Austin Powers, they're like, we're just going to roll with it. See so yeah. what happens. <laughs>
1: I like that. I like that. So that yeah, was one of the I, things I, where I, I think it's like such a narrow little deal to where they're trying to, they're trying to be a throwback, but they're also trying not to sort of try to make like what Austin Powers is making fun of. They're not trying to make that cool. You know what I mean? Like they're, tra- they're not trying to make it relevant to now. I don't know. It's just, uh, I would have just completely avoided it just because of how well they mock those things. They're tiptoeing the Austin Powers line. Yeah. So I don't know. Then after that we have the bond reveal and I love the fact that this, you know, it's this entire building full of all of these people that right. he's dealt with and and he's chasing away from all of them and I like that. And we get the car and I'm like, "Oh yeah, we're going to have this awesome car chase scene." And again, we have some bits of humor in there that I didn't expect. Right? With uh we have one of them just turns on the radio. Yeah. One of his little like very 80s looking uh label maker.
0: Yeah, what the fuck was that? What about? was
1: that about? I don't know. It was, was it was yeah. It was real throwback looking, which is strange when the when the car looks like very futuristic and then it's just got this chunk of metal that has all these weird label making things. Well,
0: and wasn't it though something that Q was still working on?
1: Is that what it was? Maybe a prototype of it. I kind of
0: thought that's because like that's I obviously thought that was weird too, but then I thought that I had remembered him saying, like, this is something I'm fixing or working on for, for someone dub- else. Yeah, Don't. for 009, I, yeah, yeah. Still, he <laughs> could. it's 2018, there are way better label makers than whatever he's working <laughs> on. So.
1: Could have had to be color at least, I mean, and I at least mean, not have some, some indented letters. Right? Yeah, something. Some something. So, yeah, so we had that, and I thought that the car chase was good. But I didn't think it was great, like I was, I was kind of wanting a little bit more out of it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think I fell asleep a little bit during that. Ooh,
1: that's not a great sign. (laughs) Because, you know, you have that, you have the huge Dave Batista chasing him, and then he kind of just like goes away for a while, and you have the little comedic bit with the very Italian stereotype, Italian stereotype guy, like it might have, it might as well have been like Mario. Who's... My scoozy. May it might have <laughs> he's like, Mario's gonna win, you know, and you're like, Oh, what is this? And uh, you know, he's going slow, so he's like pushing him and then it just hits and then the airbag goes off in his face and some of it I was like, Oh geez.
0: Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to do there.
1: I don't know. It's just like the whole movie was trying to be such a throwback to like cheesy stuff while at the same time being kind of new and and uh more like what Daniel Craig's been doing, I guess. Yeah, kind of strange tonally. I thought Uh, so, but yeah. So we had all this car stuff, and then the car goes in the in the river like right away, and I was like, "What?" And the car chase seemed like they were going about twenty-five miles an hour, and I was like, "I don't know." Like I'm not really digging this as much as I should be.
0: To be fair, I always wonder how you can go super fast like in a city.
1: That's true. That is true. (laughs) It's <laughs> so, like you're chasing each other at 25 miles an hour. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: And you have to like stop at the stoplight so you know, you'll know you get pulled over and yeah. you all have like, ridiculous
1: amounts of automatic weapons in your car, so you can't... <laughs> you're like, ooh, I'm going to get... Oh, I got it right by there when it was the yellow. He's, got... He's not going to make it. He's oh, not going to my God. That red.
0: That's going to be in the M spinoff. There's yeah. going to be a lot of stoplight action There'll be on. a lot of
1: four-way stops and no one can figure out how to go. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> roundabouts, we roundabouts yeah.
1: everyone just stopping and going yeah is it is it me is it time
0: <laughs> is it you meet and then there's like a fender bender and like you can't get away from it so oh,
1: then you could do the whole uh big Ben parliament <laughs> i was thinking that but i didn't to say <laughs> that'd be good so one of the, <laughs> so i thought that was interesting one of the things that i did really like and they do and they do go back to this which uh, kind of makes me like the line a little less because I, I like it when they say a line once and they, and if I can remember that line, then it was a really well written one. Like cuckoo? Yeah, like the cuckoo. I do like when they say, you're a kite dancing in a hurricane.
0: Oh, I or wrote strong. that down for yeah, sure.
1: I wrote that down too. So I do like that. I wish they wouldn't go back to it during the clockwork orange looking scene at the end or towards the end.
0: So I wrote, This is what I was talking about in the previous movie. I wrote, you're a kite dancing in a hurricane is some real shit. But people always say you don't know what you're getting yourself into.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, like, I can understand, like, the foreboding of that. Like, this is bigger than you think. But, like, what if it's just a surprise? Like, you thought you were doing something and it turns out to be crazy. Or, like, I've been watching, like, we watch all the Mission Impossibles, too. And, like, so many times they're, like, trying to get... yeah, like, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Like, and to be fair, like, it was so, semi-accurate in this one, but not really. I mean, he's just a weird bad guy that has, like, a weird army. That's not super new. Yeah. So, but I, I did love that line, too.
1: Yeah, I think that that's good. I, it's one of those few times when a screenplay gets a little literary. And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I feel you. You're not just doing, you're just not, not just, like, explaining the Stick plot. Stick around. <laughs> but that's basically what the movie's doing. Every time they do that, right? They're like, "Hey, just keep watching."
0: Right. Every
1: time they say you don't know what you're in for, or you don't know how bad this guy is, or whatever. Right.
0: I get it, but I mean, I if, I don't want you to spoon feed me everything. Yeah. Of God, I get it. He's a bad guy. He's, yeah. How about right?
1: you show me h- doing him doing some crazy shit that Bond couldn't right. couldn't right. deal with.
0: Take half his half face off. That was crazy. Yeah, out.
1: that was cra- that was crazy pants for sure. So yeah, so let's see, we're uh, now up to the point, in my notes anyway, where we are at the train fight, and we have the Lea Seduc uh introduction, where she's playing Madeline. Oh yeah. Madeline Swan. Yes. And she is the most French-looking lady I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Right? She's, she's just them. like a French stereotype, just kind of like how... Monica Bellucci's like an Italian stereotype-looking yep. woman. Yep. So I'm not mad about it.
0: No, she's very beautiful.
1: Oh. <laughs> and so she... Uh, you know, they have the whole song and dance with the psychological profile and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't like that one bit.
0: I didn't it, either. I, like, glossed out of it. I was like, whatever, do your little... This is not Ava Green at all. So. No,
1: it's not. And she's trying to just... And I think that what I didn't like about it was she's psychoanalyzing him, and he's, like, not really writing down much information. But we already have more information about him than we should, because he met with Mr. White earlier, which he couldn't figure out that was the Pale King. I was like, pale, white. And I was like, all right, Bond. Nick. But he also, when he, he's like, it's Mr. White, and he's like, oh, duh. Is basically, it's like the Bond, He did he does the Bond version of that.
0: I wanted it to be Brian Cranston, by the way.
1: But it wasn't. <laughs> just Brian Cranston in this full get up. He's just right, making in the background. Yeah. Um and so they uh and so he goes to where where Mr. White is and he, you know, has the scene that we see again uh where he where Mr. White kills himself. Yeah. And we get like the picture and we get that his name on the little certificate is James Bond. And I'm like, Oh no, I don't want this information <sighs> because I want it to be like a title that you get. Like you're James Bond, you're double 007. Right. So he
0: has a different name.
1: Yeah. Like every time the Daniel Craig actor is killed, another guy comes in, you're James Bond, you're double Oh seven.
0: I thought it was like double 00- O. like I can understand keeping the double Oh seven part. My but name like is
1: Steve Dave, 007.
0: Steve Dave is from Mallrats. <laughs> yes, it is. And amazing. Um, amazing.
1: <laughs> Dave. Steve Dave.
0: <laughs> I, you know, like, I just thought, like, I think of the 007 as more of a position.
1: So 007, but... you're okay with being multiple people, but James Bond is just his name. Yeah, okay. I don't know. That's. Okay. I mean,
0: it's just weird for me to, just, like, be like, you're... It's like, it's like when you have, like, old farmers and they name their dog, like, Jay. And then the next dog's name is also Jay. You know, like, hmm. they just keep having the same dog, even though they have different personalities. Gotcha. It's just weird to me. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think it's, like, the same sort of thing. I'm just putting the his real name along with the spy Understood. handle. Yeah, I get it. what you're so saying. So I think it's the same sure. sort of deal basically. Yeah. But right. regardless, I didn't want him to, like, I don't want to know about his parents and where he came from and all that sort of stuff. Oh, I do. Do you really?
0: Yeah. Hmm. How are you supposed to endear yourself to him? If he's just
1: an asshole that kills people and steals cars because of, I endear myself to him by the movie with Eva green and that whole thing that they keep bringing up.
0: Yeah, continuously.
1: Yeah, they do, I mean they do bring it up a lot to be fair, but, but I don't need, I don't know, I guess it makes sense because they have to lay that in there for the whole blowfield stuff at the end.
0: I mean it's just like, I think, and I could be 100% off on this because, like, that's basically the story of my life, but, um, you know, like, Bond movies started as action films for dudes, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so now they're, I'm assuming, trying to expand so it's not just 100% dudes going to this movie and being like, God, I want to be James Bond and bang a bunch of bitches. And I'm not saying that women in particular want to know a backstory, but... Maybe it's helpful to more of a general audience to get some more character as opposed to just shooting things and banging
1: chicks. Do you know sure. what I'm saying? sure. I think it it's probably also just like a like a style of filmmaking and a taste thing now that's like more in <laughs> vogue now,
0: yeah, I agree. Like yeah. we want some real some real information. I get what you're saying, and i I've watched movies where you know, and like the old Bond films, like we caught him mid. Career Mm -hmm. and we didn't know anything about him and those were still okay to watch like, but it was a different type of film to me. It was a straight action film, and it wasn't like when people died, it was like oh shit that guy died like Mm -hmm. that's
1: like they weren't striving for anything else other than just being a straight action popcorn movie. Right,
0: and you didn't like you didn't you wanted some you wanted him to succeed because he's the good guy. But, okay. like, in this, like, I think you're supposed to want him to succeed because he's been through a bunch of shit and he was an orphan and, like, he has a apparently a weird not-brother brother that we didn't know about. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I think that it's helpful to me just to, you know, see some character, I guess. Maybe.
1: Okay. I guess it, that, for me, I... is so much like telling me, not showing me.
0: Which is understandable. That scene in particular.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Talking about how they were brought up and it's like, well, how, like, how, why are we supposed to trust this fucking guy?
0: Right. I agree with that. Like, I think it could have been delivered differently. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's something where if they're going to do it that way, they really have to nail it for me. Like, otherwise, don't even bother, I guess. And so it's just a matter of like how much it worked or didn't work for each individual person. Fair. And it just That's... seems like it worked a little bit better for you than it did for me. Sure. So on that bit. So, uh, but the whole point of this little backtracking tangent was we were talking about the train fight, and uh, I'd forgot that we hadn't introduced Madeline Swan. But the the Dave Bautista versus Daniel Craig train fight, which I thought was. Really good. And I really liked it a lot. Because he was getting his ass kicked.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think
1: that that's the thing that I want so badly to see in your superhero movies. or Your action hero movies. To where it's just a guy that cannot physically beat up the bad guy. The bad He's guy is awful. just going to kick his ass. Yeah. Right? And we never see that the bad guy is just going to kick his ass. And the good guy is always just like, well, let's go get my ass kicked. You know, like, he's always just like, all right, let's go fight again, instead of, I would love to see a movie where he's like, no, I don't want to fucking fight this guy again. I'm going to get my ass kicked, you know? Like, I would love to see that in a movie. He's
0: huge. He's so big. Have you seen that Guardian's movies? Just time out a second. Like, let me think about it.
1: Straight up Game of Thrones, that guy.
0: I love, oh, he did. Like, I love my teeth. I love parts of my body.
1: Yeah, really. I feel like I got a good chance with Leia Seduc back there. Can you just leave me alone, Dave?
0: I'm trying to, like, hit it and quit it over here,
1: man. I haven't been with a French girl before. Like, can you (laughs)
0: you help me out a little bit? It's like a week and a half, probably.
1: Yeah, really. So, I don't don't know. I thought that that was really good. I like the fact that, you know, he's in there. He's swinging away, but he's kind of overmatched. Yeah. And, you know, she... Even though I don't, I like, I don't know. It's one of those weird things where I I don't like watching women get hit on screen, but I especially don't like it. And I, I think this is weird, but I especially don't like it when they're getting slapped on screen. Like I would rather, uh, different. I'd rather have the women like take a punch as opposed to just being like slapped.
0: I really am glad that no one's going to ever take that out of context for you. <laughs> <laughs> like no one's gonna find this and cut that part
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna well don't worry i'm not gonna run for office and have that feel like, <laughs> eric williams thinks women okay. should be punched
0: Punch. <laughs> that was your parks and rec bobby newport voice. that's
1: right <laughs>
0: bobby newport <laughs> that's right um yeah i mean i kind of like that she was like kind of i mean she's still there's still that damsel in distress shit that goes on but like she's at least like trying to get in there you know what I'm yeah. saying
1: yeah she's holding her own alright yeah she's trying to scrap and that's why I was like well wait a minute she just got she got slapped across the face like I get that that would hurt but it's like you're out of it for like five minutes like come right.
0: on to be fair like we're talking about I don't want to go get my ass kicked if I was trying to help and someone slapped me really hard across the face I'd probably
1: take five <laughs> You'd be in the back just like oh, okay nobody saw me yet so I like, oh, okay. like I was out
0: like, that hurt and then I'd be like touching it and it'd be all tender, but oh God. I don't really know if I want to go back out there. Yeah. You're oh, texting
1: Brad, like Brad, look like, for real, someone just someone just got me right in the face. Like I Will you go fight
0: right Dave Bautista way. for me, please? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he just put Dolly is already said that.
0: Oh my god. He's like can't can't hear you, I'm golfing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, but I'm three hundred, <laughs> I'm I got like three holes left. Like come yeah, on. Just- A little bit. Dave Bautista's kicking my ass.
0: Give me some (laughs) Chick-fil-A.
1: So yeah, so I like that fight. I like the fact that he doesn't come back, you know, and he's he's got a he's got a very limited role and I think that they do a good job with that character. Yeah. You know, he's just kind of like the not speaking sort of brute.
0: Sure. Um
1: we have this we have this act three then that, that comes up soon after that and it's I'll, it's I mean, it's a lot of hot nonsense, like i was I was kind of liking the movie for the first two acts, and we get to the third act and specifically once we get to the the whole compound and all of that stuff, and from that act. point on, I was just like i don't I just didn't care for that bit whatsoever
0: it was it was weird <laughs> it was a weird thing that was going on the whole yeah the i just the the whole thing was weird, mm-hmm. and I did not understand the the drilling into his skeleton like.
1: Oh boy! Okay.
0: <laughs> better ways to hurt somebody.
1: Yeah. So this is very much like the old school stuff again, right? Like this right. is like seventies, 80s style.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: To where I'm like, oh, well, there's this other nerve in your face that i'm gonna drill into no not to tell me that you're just sticking a needle in my face like that's good enough
0: but it's making the drill noise which like immediately not my favorite also i feel like if i got drilled in the head a few times and then i immediately broke free i would not be able to run like when you just have (laughs) to to be fair what
1: like in what situation do you feel like you would be able to run what do you mean like I know that you don't like running. whatsoever.
0: <laughs> to be fair, in none situations would I be able to run. Like I would be the worst spy.
1: I like that you did try to mask it with. Well, it's the dentist thing, is what I couldn't <laughs> handle. Because then just, I would. Like, like, I'm
0: just saying him. Like, like even though he's a spy, if yeah. you get drilled in the head as a human person, I don't think you're gonna be able to stand up and grab a gun and just take off sprinting. Well, he did like,
1: get drilled in the legs.
0: But, have you, I mean, it's I was It's not like say he got re- drilled
1: in the face and then was having to do some math. Like, he can still, his legs are still working fine. It's but not like his brain.
0: <laughs> it was his brain.
1: It was like one was like in his jaw, and the other one was kind of like up near his temple or something, right?
0: Okay, so, was, well, I mean,
1: it was basically. I'm just giving you our time.
0: Up near his temple is like lobotomy area. Nah,
1: nah. My and temple's then- different than yours. It's not the same. <laughs> Not the well, same spot. I-
0: Okay. Well, next time I see you, I'll drill into your face,
1: and then that's just my cheekbone. No big deal. No, I will
0: drill into your temple. Mm.
1: I got high cheekbones.
0: Cuckoo's nest style. (laughs) Cuckoo.
1: (laughs) I'll do that, and then I'll say cuckoo, cuckoo,
0: Cuckoo. right in your face.
1: That's what I'm going to start saying whenever I'm ready to go for a recording. I'm just going to say cuckoo.
0: Oh, I'm going to have
1: to hurt you. I'll to know that. So I do think that I never really ever bought that blowfield had died when that whole thing gets blown up i didn't realize that they thought he was dead until he shows up again i figured he was dead and
0: then he said verbatim we're not done yet and i was like oh well he's alive that's fine
1: yeah he says we're not done let done yet and you pause it and like i'm gonna go to the bathroom (laughs) i need (laughs) another drink this is (laughs) taking me a while taking me a while um (sighs) One of the last things that I have down here, because the, you know, the third act and the whole stuff with the C character, which I think was, I don't know what they were doing there. I didn't really care the black about. Character? C. The, the guy that was in charge of, uh, that was trying to end the 00. Oh, what was
0: that guy in?
1: Andrew Scott is the actor's name. And he has been in hmm, nothing else that I've heard of. Pride, Victor Frankenstein the bachelor weekend
0: no I've he's got a lot
1: of uh he was in sherlock oh he was moriarty in sherlock there sherlock.
0: it is there it is he was in sherlock holmes that's and that
1: tells you how far i've got in sherlock because <laughs> i haven't seen that yet
0: um i i thought there was gonna be a great joke in there because he said that's why they call you m for moron oh
1: yes let's talk about this yes
0: and then the bullets are gonna goes that's why you call they call you c and i was like oh no shit
1: and He's what did like, you think clumsy. they were going to say?
0: This cunt?
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely right. And he says C stands for careless.
0: Careless. That's what it was. And
1: and Elle goes, no, pause. And so I <laughs> pause it and she goes, C stands for cunt. <laughs> and I said, absolutely. I, I go, I guarantee you Rachel's going to make that joke. I go, uh, I it's not well, I guarantee exactly. that you were going to say those words. <laughs> I knew there was no way that you thought, no. okay, that's acceptable. That's an acceptable line.
0: Okay, but to be fair, if he didn't say C stands for careless, everyone else who watched it would have thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong?
1: No, I think you're right. Okay. It just so- would have been nice for Voldemort to say the word cunt. And then shoot him oh, or something.
0: I bet he says it like amazingly too. I bet he does. I bet he just says it super proper. You know, there'll
1: be times where I'll be uh, reading because I'm still reading Harry Potter to Anna. And Got we're it. We're on Order of the Phoenix. Cool. And anytime Voldemort lines come up, I always think of Harry Potter. The boy who lived comes to die. The way that he says that in those movies. Oh yeah. And so I always have that voice in the back of my head. And I'm like, God, I want to go watch that movie now just so I can hear his per- his vocal performance. Yeah.
0: He's so good.
1: He is real good. And now when I see him with a regular nose, I'm like, no, this looks like it's fake. <laughs> you don't look right, Ray Fiennes. Well, like, and then, then the English
0: patient when he's eating, like, all I can think about is when he's eating those peaches in the English patient.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: English he- patient. Didn't like it. And he doesn't have any like teeth, so he's like gumming them and he's making that horrible noise. Yes,
1: the smacking.
0: I can't even handle it. I, I liked can't. English patient. No. I mean it was pretty it was a little love story ish for me, of course, because I'm that's not my thing, but um, I liked the flashbacks and the history lesson. So
1: I just said I didn't like it because of the Seinfeld reference.
0: <sighs> well, I have never seen Seinfeld, so, oh,
1: well uh, that it was went uh, in the height of the English patient fervor didn't
0: like it oh, okay i remember and she's, yeah and she like,
1: says that she didn't like it seen. and nobody okay. can believe it the other thing i have to say about the peaches is from uh the movie face off do you know the line from that no have you seen face off before no oh so it's john travolta nick cage and they switch okay. faces
0: that sounds stupid so but they go switch on.
1: faces which automatically means that they also somehow switch bodies so they are like of equal height and, and weight somehow which makes no sense whatsoever. Not, not even close. And so anyway, so so Nick Cage is in the body of John Travolta. Nick Cage is the bad guy. And John Travolta's daughter is like 15 or something like that.
0: Is this going to get gross? Yeah,
1: it's gross. And so he, as the dad, he tells his daughter that he can eat a peach for hours. That's horrible. Dun, dun, dun. And I was like, wow, how do they get this in a motion picture film in the United States in nineteen ninety five or seven or whatever it was. Wow. Why do you could tell me things that I not, Could not believe it. It's old boy share right there. So, so anyway, while he was while he was uh while you're talking about the peaches and that sort of thing that made me think of that. So long way around.
0: Um so I one of my notes though is like when they're in that building that ends up blowing up after he gets blown up already mm-hmm. and has the eye scar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, the second building that blows up, sure.
0: Yes. Yes. And he's like walking through, Bond is like walking through the corridor and like in all of the weird glass cages that are obviously in every building ever. Um, there are <laughs> pictures of people that are dead. Uh huh. And all I could picture is Christoph Waltz printing those out on the printer. <laughs> and like rubbing his hands together.
1: <laughs> Ooh, like, this is going to be good.
0: Right? Like somebody had to print those out. Somebody had to like find those pictures hypothetically on the internet in this mo- sh- or storyline and print them out and like black and white them and get them all together. Like who did the back back work on that? Was I it him? Just,
1: <laughs> I can just imagine him going, "Uh, okay, hi. Uh my name is M- Blowfield. I I put in an order for 15 different headshots i'm i'm expecting them any day now i was just checking the status on those
0: that was pretty good i liked yeah. that yeah like and this guy's like okay here's your weird pile of like the walgreens <laughs> like, guys aren't like, all these, these guys, guys dead like no, I'm dead. about that. well yeah so i just thought that was really funny like like yeah i get it that they're pictures and he's trying to like evoke a thing but like just Printing off photos, of people, <laughs> and taping them to a brick wall. Yeah. He's like,
1: Rachel, I got, nice. I, I'm out of tape,
0: and I'm using scotch tape, but it it's not working. It's not <laughs> sticking to the bricks.
1: Like yeah, it's just it keeps coming off. I don't get super, it. Super weird. You got any ma- Yeah, let's try duct tape. Right. Masking tape ain't doing it either. Right. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, that the stuff like that is really funny. Where you think about like. The poor, the poor uh, production assistant or whatever that's having to tape all that shit up in real life. It's like, right. what's his life like? What's his story? Yeah, hmm. it's funny. All right, well, anything else about the about the end here? We we kind of get this little like faux love stuff that doesn't really work between Madeline and James Bond. Like, I think that she was good in the movie. I like that she is like a kind of a stronger character than a lot of the. Bond girls that we get before, but I I didn't buy the whole she's in love with him because she's a former assassin and all that stuff. She doesn't go with him at the end and all that. And I don't I know. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't dig on that too hard.
0: I just didn't. It was not believable. It was, like, less believable than the Ava Green stuff mm-hmm. where they spent five minutes at the beach together and were in love. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, she didn't... They didn't really have a lot of like this is whatever, but like bonding time.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know
0: what I'm saying? Like when did they fall in love? Like when they were getting chased. This isn't speed. And even then they had like talking scenes.
1: Yeah, really. They I don't had know. to work they... together. Well, because they do have the they do <laughs> I almost forgot about this. They do have the scene where they finally do kill Dave Batista. And then they say, she says, well, what should we do now? And then they show him boning. Sure, that's definitely love, I love you stuff. Well, no, I just think that, I just thought that that was funny because at least they they showed that they had some sort of a connection. And and I think what made me think of that was when you mentioned speed because that was all about like the adrenaline of being able to survive and all that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like.
1: But it just like like, they have that one little bit, and then the rest of the movie, it's just acknowledged that they're supposed to be in love,
0: which is dumb. Like they go to that hotel in the scene that we didn't talk about, but um, she's drunk and she's like, "Don't even think about touching me. Like I don't want to talk to you." Yeah. And so like we go from that to like, "I love you." All right. I nope.
1: yeah it's weird not buying it yeah because i'm trying to think of like what else they could have done maybe and maybe instead of her i don't know it's like it's like they needed a few more they needed some more time to sort of build in the she's rejecting him outright and then she maybe feels like he understands the life or understands her or maybe she has some sort of like uh uh, like a like some sort of daddy issue to where he reminds her of the of the dad being like the protector and that kind of stuff and she like slowly sort of builds into that instead of being no you're the worst and then all of a sudden oh wait actually you're the best
0: but i mean like why do they have to be in love uh,
1: it's the other point. thing
0: like why point. can't you just like really like somebody and like she didn't have to say like I love you. Like she could have been like, I don't know. She could have said something else, but like, it's like those old, like older movies where at the end, everybody gets married.
1: Yeah. Like Like a Shakespeare comedy, right?
0: Yeah. Or like, even like in the fifties, like where that's the happy ending is like, you get married immediately after, you know, a cute little back and forth. And so like you can, she can start caring for him and like deciding that she does want and that to me that would make more sense because she like tries to leave Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and they're trying to spin it like i'm leaving because i care about you too much and i can't do this life blah 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 but she's like i'm leaving because like i'm not sure i want to deal with this shit and i care about you but like i don't know if i care about you enough to like honestly go through all of this which to me would have been more believable and then when she kind of like You know she's in it obviously she gets kidnapped but like she bends over and she says you know like i'm in it to to win it which would be a horrible line but she would (laughs) say something like you know i'm 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 here or i'm let's do whatever we need to do like just saying like let's go for it instead of like i'm fully in love with you which is ridiculously
1: unbelievable what if she said that her heart was like a kite Dancing in a hurricane.
0: I would turn the movie off, and <laughs> I wouldn't even finish it. I wouldn't even know how to tell you how it ended because that's gamer <laughs> than FDR's legs.
1: Oh, see, I think that they just put the "I love you" in there because it's shorthand. You know, I think that's sort like, look, we don't have time. We want the audience to know this thing, so we're just going to say that she loves him.
0: But it, they had they like every scene that I said was within that time frame like mm-hmm. she could have said I'm leaving because I don't know if I want to deal with this and I like you but I don't know if I like you enough to do that and then like in that scene instead of saying I love you which is cheesy as fuck to be honest mm-hmm. she could have said like you know I I'm here I, I promise or something you know where she's like I, I do like you and I'm gonna help you explode this guy's face and it, <laughs> that would have been way more romantic to me
1: so yeah. I don't know. well there you go I agree, I just, uh, yeah, I think that you have a much better grasp on what they could have done than I do there, because I'm like, I don't know, this this whole relationship bit was just kind of a mess.
0: They really just threw it in there, yeah. and I understand, like, we're not doing some really drawn-out character develop romantic comedy movie here, but, you know, and... I guess for the audience, maybe they're like, the audience doesn't give enough of a shit about this to think that we need to make this believable. I mean, he's getting drilled into his head and I'm worried about like their relationship. So that might just be on me.
1: Yeah, could be very well could be. Well, is there anything else on the uh, in the Rachel Zlag notes that we haven't hit before we wrap this this baby up? What did you think of this overall? Like if you had to rank these four, how would you put them?
0: I would probably do Skyfall first, and then this one. Oh, okay. And then the Poker one. Uh
1: huh.
0: And then Quantum Leap.
1: <laughs> nice. That's what I. That's what the hashtag should have been. The Poker one and Quantum Leap. That'd Harry, Potter and <laughs> Harry Potter and the Poker. Harry Potter and the Poker one. That's like a. That's like a sexualized fanfic.
0: Oh God! I'm sure yeah. I can't imagine.
1: Anyway. Anyway. So yeah,
0: that what i would do i like i said I, I remember watching this and being really let down by it so i think because of that my expectations were lowered watching it again i was like oh that wasn't the bad. it's pretty good
1: yeah. so yeah i actually i i think that i was i remember like the sort of overwhelming hmm by everyone when this came out and i don't know what that was like i thought it was i thought it was fine i thought it was pretty good for what it was i think that there's stuff that could have been better but i wasn't unhappy with the movie at all the only one that i didn't really enjoy out of these four was the quantum quantum leap as you call it
0: yeah, it it, we, yeah and we talked about how that could have been so much better and they yeah. just missed opportunity
1: that's right all right well this is uh this is kind of the end of our daniel craig bond look uh i thought it was uh i thought it was good i liked them better than the sean connery ones I think, yeah you know just be based on the style of film and the sort of age that they came out and that kind of stuff right the way yeah. that they treat women is a big deal it's a big yeah. deal different so anything uh that you wanted to mention or are you ready to wrap this one up then let's
0: just let's be done
1: Okay. <laughs> well let's be done that's a uh, famous last word like all right why don't you yep. uh wrap us up then
0: if you have any comments for the show or movies you think we should talk about, please feel free to email us at plainlabelpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show over at Twitter under the handle at plainlabelpod. We also have a Facebook page and an account on Instagram, and you can follow both of those by searching for plainlabelpodcast. If you want to help out the show, you could check out Audible or you could check out the show notes where you'll find our Amazon wish list as well as our Amazon link where you can purchase anything you want on Amazon just like you normally would. But the only difference being it helps us out by giving a little bit of that money from Amazon's pocket, which is, we always talk about that. So. <laughs> Thank you for listening and join us next week as Eric will be talking talking to returning guest Ben Teed as they talk at Japanese director Akira Kurosawa. is the end I've drowned and dreamt this moment so oh, No more use in running This is how